This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about this idea of the art of spiritual surrender. If you've been in the spiritual community for any amount of time, you've likely heard some people say, I just surrender to the process. And a lot of us talk the talk, but not many of us are really good at walking the walk of surrender. And being a coach, I'm all about the doing of the doing. So my job tonight is to talk to you about not just what spiritual surrender is as a concept, but how to actually start to bring this idea into your life in a tangible form. So why is this important? This is important because if you're attempting to force your way through life, it's exhausting. And it's ineffective. It's inefficient. It's not meant to be that hard. This is important because learning how to go with the flow leads to less stress and more joy. And I mean, who couldn't use more joy and less stress? And this is important because, like I said, so many people talk about the idea of surrender. And spiritual surrender as a concept is very different from spiritual surrender as an action. And unless you're actually doing something, then having the idea of spiritual surrender in your life is mostly meaningless. So let's first talk about what surrendering is not, because we tend to get this wrong. So let's get this good stuff out of the way. So surrendering is not submission. It is not giving in to keep the peace. It is not ignoring your own needs or silencing your own voice or putting other people ahead of yourself all the time. And it's not about giving up and accepting less than you deserve. Oftentimes we think surrender means just stepping back, letting go and be like, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to stand here and do nothing. That is not surrender. I mean, it is, but it's not in the way that's actually empowering. When it comes to surrender, it's important. I want to back up a moment. and I want to talk about this idea of cause and effect. So we live, I'm going to get a little nerdy and sciencey on you. So we live in a Newtonian based world, meaning that all the physics that calculate how things fall down, how things bang into each other, all that fun stuff is based on Isaac Newton's laws. Now, in this world, we have something cause something else. You have a cause, you have an effect. So think about two billiard balls on a pool table. Ball A bangs into ball B, and ball B shoots off in a specific direction based on the angle that it was struck by the first ball. So you have the cause, and then you have the effect. In our own life, we also have the option of choosing how we want to show up in the world, whether or not we want to show up at cause of our life or at effect. So when you are at effect of life, you'll feel like life is happening to you. The good news is, is that nothing's your responsibility. It's always someone else's fault. You were totally fine. If the other people were not so aggressive or passive or mean or frustrating or dirty or not as neat as me, if everyone else would just shape up, you'd be fine. The good news is there's no responsibility on this side. The bad news is there's no power. You're just kind of floating along on the ocean of life and hoping that you get where you want to go without actually having a steering wheel or knowing how to drive the boat. And so most often you end up washed up on shore or, you know, under a wave. When we decide we want to live our life at cause, and it is a decision, because you know how I feel about decisions, they are the most powerful force that we have. When you decide I'm going to show up in the world at cause, it means that you now are the creator of your reality. You're now going to say, look, 
where I am in my life, I may not have chosen this. I did not choose this. And where I am is the sum total of all my conscious and unconscious decisions and choices, because how could it be anything else? Now, when I am willing to accept this premise, then I place myself in a position where, yeah, I have to take 100% responsibility for every aspect of my life. And I also get 100% power. And when we are doing surrender correctly, it is empowering. It is about putting ourselves in the ultimate state of self-control. It's about giving our boats a steering wheel so we can decide where to go. So keeping this in mind, now that we know what surrender is not, let's talk about what surrender is. So surrender is letting go of the outcome and focusing only what is in your realm of control. Oftentimes we're so focused on what we want to happen, what we need to happen, what we have to prove in order to say that we're right to happen, <laughs> that we are attempting to control something that isn't in our realm of control. No matter how much you do the work, no matter how well you show up, life is going to throw curveballs. And so you can only show up how you want to show up and the outcome is out of your control. So surrender is about recognizing that you can only do what you can do leading up to it in the process of it, and then how it actually turns out will be how it will be. Surrender is about deciding how you want to show up and then using your emotional realm self as part of your feedback. We'll go over that again in a moment. And surrender is about knowing who you are and committing to experiencing all facets of you. It's not about standing still and doing nothing. It's about doing the right things. And I will give you steps to do that. So let's back up a moment. So I want to remind you that, of course, you exist on four realms. So you have your physical realm self. That's your body and your tissues and your muscles and your bones and all the physical stuff that makes you you. You have your emotional realm self. This is the part of you that feels. This is the part of you that is instinctual. This is the part of you that just gets gut feelings. And this is the part of you that's connected to your unconscious mind, the part of your awareness that is outside of your awareness. You've got your mental realm self. This is your thinking self. This is your rational self. This is the part that loves to ask why. And it's associated with your conscious mind awareness, which is the awareness that you're aware of. And then, of course, you have your spiritual self, which is connected with your higher self, which is the outlet to which we connect to the energy beyond us. When we are stressed, which is like all the time, we're really good at stress. <laughs> As a species, we're super good at it. When we are stressed, we flip into this state of working with our mental realm self almost exclusively. We shut down emotional, we shut down spiritual, and we kind of drag the physical along with us because we don't have a choice. And when we use our mental realm conscious awareness self to drag ourselves around, we are attempting to think our way through life. We are rationalizing everything. We have to understand and explore all sorts of stuff. And most of it is not really information we're privy to. And so when we're using our mental realm self to navigate the world, if you think back to that little boat without a steering wheel, not only does it have no steering wheel, it's also got a big anchor. <laughs> and so there's only so far it can go before it runs out of chain. And this is why we start to feel stuck. When we are attempting to live our life with our conscious mind, we are working with information that has already been filtered through things like our memories, through things like our beliefs, through things like our personality, all our dramas, all our traumas. And so it's working with a very small amount of information. So think of it like this. Let's say you want to read the book War and Peace. 
which for those of you who aren't familiar, is a really thick book. And instead of reading the entire book, you decide to read the Coles Notes or the one summary sentence on the back of the book. Well, when you read that sentence, you'll know the gist. You'll know what the book is about. And you're going to miss all the nuances and flavor of the story of the characters. You're going to miss the whole point of reading the book. And so when we're working with our conscious mind awareness, we're basically walking around using the Coles notes to navigate a big book. And so your conscious mind awareness isn't really good at leading us around all the time. It's meant to be for short bursts of problem solving, not all the time problem solving. And so when we are surrendering, we are saying we're going to give that part of us a break. We're going to stop trying to force an outcome and try to understand why. We are just going to allow the outcome to be what it will be and focus on what we can do in the moment. So <laughs> if this is so important, why do we struggle so damn much with this? <laughs> we struggle with this because most of us have been raised to believe that the solution to dealing with a hardship is to just push harder and faster. We're taught to just use our will to force that outcome because we have this need to prove that we're in control or to prove that we're right. Because for most of us, being in control or being right is directly tied to our sense of self, to our worthiness. And it's not supposed to be that way. We are not supposed to know we are worthy and lovable and enough because of how much we do. We are supposed to know that we are that because that is who we are. And experiencing that is a whole other level of healing. And we struggle because we're taught that if what you're doing doesn't work, just do it more. Just do it faster. Just do it harder. So how to actually surrender. Step one, you have to learn to trust yourself. You have to be willing to listen to yourself. You cannot say, I'm going to surrender to the process and then act like completely unempowered and codependent with every person in your life and give everyone else the benefit of the doubt and never get your needs met. Like you just can't. <laughs> you will have no trust with yourself. And so in order to start to surrender, you have to read the book, the whole book, not just the Coles notes. You have to do the work of knowing yourself and building trust with yourself and getting your needs met and knowing that you are at cause and that you are 100% in control and in power. That's why surrender is the ultimate state of self-control. Surrender also begins with the belief that everything's always working out for you. Think about every horrible moment in your life. You're all here. So it all worked out for you. Even if you didn't know it in the moment. Even if it took a while to see the blessing in it. Everything's always working out for us. And when we know this, then we can let go of the outcome of it making it look and sound and feel how we need it to be to prove that we're in control and safe and right. And allow it to be. It's about committing to the process and detaching from the outcome. So some specific steps that you can do, because again, this is about doing the doing. Step one, you have to acknowledge the feely feels. <laughs> you have to get out of your conscious mind, mental realm self, and you have to connect back in with your emotional self. I mean, you have to feel the feels. And I promise you, if there was a way out of this one, I would have found that escape hatch years ago. This is why surrendering is so hard, because we don't like the feely feels. That's why we hide in our conscious mind awareness so often and try to lug our body around. Feeling the feely feels and your emotions is actually much easier than you think. You literally just have to ask the question, what emotion am I feeling now? And then name it out loud. And you need to name an emotion. Oftentimes, we're not good at knowing what emotions are. Emotions are things like um, sad, angry, hurt, shame. 
If I say, if someone says, how are you? And I say, I'm upset. Upset is not an emotion, it's a concept. For some people, upset means angry. For some people, upset means sad. For some people, upset means guilty. So saying I feel upset is a concept. It is not an emotion. And so part of surrendering is actually naming and getting in touch with your emotions. So you just say, you know, what am I feeling right now? Sad. And if you're not sure what you're feeling, just say whatever pops out of your face without any judgment. Because if you're really good at not surrendering, you might not feel anything right away. So just trust whatever comes out. Step two is find the wisdom, find the meaning. It's not a happy life that is what we need to pursue. It's a meaningful life. Study after study have shown that when we have meaning in our life, we can roll with the punches much more readily. So find the meaning. And you can do that just by asking, what does this come to teach me about me? Now, you'll notice is what does this come to teach me about me? And since you're finding wisdom, that presupposes that the information that you get needs to be wise. So if the information that comes out is that, you know, I'm an idiot and I'm stupid, that is not wisdom, <laughs> self-abuse. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for something that starts with I am. I am smart. I am capable. I'm thoughtful. I'm kind. I'm compassionate. I'm smart. I'm a survivor. Every time you go through something, it's an opportunity to experience a different facet of you. If you want to experience I am strong, you must, by definition, be in situations where you can experience that, which is likely in situations where you don't feel strong, so that you can access your strong. And so finding the wisdom allows you to focus on the, the journey, focus on the meaning in the moment without the attachment to the outcome. Step two is to choose your path. And we talked about this last week. You know, how do I want to show up in the world? Now that I know that I'm feeling sad and hurt and angry, and now that I know that that came to teach me that I am strong and powerful and loved and enough, how do I want to show up in the world? I want to show up as strong. Cool. So then if I'm not sure how to do that, there's just a skills gap. See, surrender is a skill set. It's not about the concept of it. It's about the doing of it. Another really cool way to bring some surrender into your life is to change your language. See how you're speaking about your life. Oftentimes we speak about outcomes that are likely not in our control. So instead of saying, I eat healthy so I can weigh 135 pounds and fit into a size eight, which are arbitrary numbers based on what my conscious mind feels I should be <laughs> and may or may not be in my control. Instead, I eat healthy because my body deserves healthy food. You're surrendering from the outcome of it. You're detaching from the outcome. You're committing to the process. The process of feeding your body healthy food is because you honor that your body deserves healthy food. And if the outcome of feeding your body healthy food is 135 pounds in a size eight, great. And if it's not, then that's what your body is when you are giving it healthy food. And that is out of your realm of control. Instead of saying things like, I work out so I don't get fat or sick, <laughs> which been there, done that, that doesn't work. Um, usually we don't stay motivated very long or we have to use shame or anger to motivate ourselves. What happens if instead you say, I work out because I deserve to feel strong? Think about next time you want to do a workout and you're like, ugh, it's not even working. I can't even fit in the pants yet and I eat chocolate anyways. <laughs> and if the reason that you work out is because you deserve to feel strong, the motivation tends to come back because you're surrendering and detaching from the outcome. Or instead of taking, saying, you know, I take a nap because I'm exhausted and I just can't function without it. I take a nap because I deserve rest. 
So using your language can start to shape your reality in such a way that brings surrender closer within your grasp. And since I'm a big fan of using language, this is such a nice, easy process. So just notice how you're using language. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that this is a great big paradox. The more you struggle to control your life, the less in control you'll actually feel. Doing surrender is the ultimate state of self-control. And so the paradox of it will make your mental realm self nuts. It hates that. <laughs> it hates not understanding why. And so you have to get comfortable with the paradox. Remember that the act of surrender is very different from the concept of surrender. You have to do something. You can't just read the summary on the back of a book and be like, great, now I know what's in the book. You can't just say, I surrender, and then just stand still and let everyone walk all over you. You need to tune into your emotional self. You need to find the wisdom and the meaning in the journey. And you need to use that as information and feedback so that you can show up in the world how you want to show up in the world. And remember that as long as you're showing up in the world the way you want to, the outcome will be what it will be. That's the part we surrender from. We don't surrender from doing nothing. We surrender from trying to control the outcome. We know that if we eat because we deserve healthy food, if we work out because we deserve to feel strong, if we nap because we deserve to rest, then likely I will end up being healthy and strong and rested. And that's not the goal. That's not what I'm focusing on. I surrender from the outcome and know that it is out of my realm of control. Instead, I just focus on the doing of the doing, the act of it. As always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Your conscious mind hates everything I've said tonight. <laughs> it doesn't like that. It doesn't work. It wants it to work. It wants to believe that if it just does what it was doing harder and faster and more, that eventually you'll get there. And just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will get you to the next step. And of course, if you have any questions about anything from tonight or from previous circles or podcasts, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. For me, I feel like I've been living in the effect side of things and just trying to let things just take its course because, I don't know, life's tough. There's been a lot of tough things that happened. And then you made a comment about um, about how, you know, if you, if you want to be strong, you're going to face things that are going to make you strong. And they might be tough things that you have to face. And automatically my thoughts went to, well, we don't want that as a goal because I don't want to have to go through that. <laughs> I know, right? And all of us are like, I want to learn the divine concept of forgiveness. And that's wonderful. And in order to learn the divine concept of forgiveness, you need someone to forgive. And the divine concept of forgiveness is not going to be like, oh, someone stepped on your foot or you stepped on someone's foot and you're like, sorry. Ah, yeah, I forgive them. Right? Like it's got to be big stuff. So in order to learn forgiveness, we have to by necessity attract betrayal into our life. We live in a polarized universe. I can only know what dark is because I have experienced the light. I can only know what up is relative to what is down. Everything is relative to everything else. And so, yeah, in order to know our strength, I have to have it against a contrast. 
and usually enough of a contrast that I recognize the strength in contrast to the not strength. How else am I going to know I'm strong? I can know I'm strong. But until I've experienced my strength, I don't know that I know I'm strong. It is one thing to know my worthiness. It is a whole other level to experience my worthiness. It is one thing to know my strength. It is a whole other up-leveling to experience my strength. So yeah, putting yourself at cause. And what a wonderful awareness to recognize just how often, and a lot of people do this. We live at effect, and then we say, well, I'm just not going to care anymore. Which is fancy for saying, I'm going to shove it down super deep and hope I never see it again. And it comes back. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it comes back and it brings all its friends with it, right? And we all do it, you know. Holla. I'm the queen of knowing how to pop out of my body and dissociate and repress. I'm super good at it. Which is why I had to get super good at catching myself and getting myself out of it. Um, through everything that's happened in my life I've promised myself and other people I'm going to come out the other end of this with dignity and grace and I just had my aha moment that I'm like man that's been tested um, yeah so I guess I'm like okay well that it's kind of nice to I don't know to label it as being surrender like okay like this is I'm I'm going to continue proceeding with dignity and grace yeah um, and yeah, so surrender. I think it just clicked for me because I was having a hard time. The difference between submitting and um, or submission and surrender. And so this, and thank you for your questions and comments, everyone else too, because this has helped me kind of realize. I'm like, okay, surrender is knowing that I am. I do have dignity and grace. I am going through this with dignity and grace, and it's going to be tested because I'm surrendering to that. Yeah, and you're surrendering to, you're deciding that that's how you want to show up and you're calibrating on that versus calibrating on a forced outcome that you made up in your head. Right. And if it's not that outcome, it means, and then we fill in the blank with a story. It's not about the outcome. You can't predict that. Unless you're psychic, you're not psychic. So we don't know how things are going. We can't control how things are going to turn out. We can 100% control how we show up and deciding to show up with dignity and grace is beautiful a beautiful way of doing surrender. Thank you. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle 
and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.